Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Does Descaling a Kettle Help? Theory and Practice, published by Phil on May 2, 2023 on Less Wrong. I've heard that descaling a kettle makes it more efficient, and can save me time and money. Okay, but how much? For some reason my my intuition says it'll be basically unnoticeable. Let's try to figure it out, and then actually try it. The models. There's a first-order approximation which says this should be impossible. Heating things up is 100% efficient. What's the limescale going to do? Convert some electricity into forms of energy other than heat? No, but it might cause the heat to go to the wrong places. I think there are two ways that could happen. The first is if the limescale itself has a high heat capacity, meaning it takes a lot of energy to heat up. That doesn't seem likely to me, I think there's likely less than 10 grams of it, and I think it probably has less heat capacity than the same mass of water, because I think waters is higher than most other things. I don't think adding 10 milliliters water, weighing 10 grams, to my kettle will significantly affect the boiling time. Spot check, water's specific heat capacity is about 4JK middle.g. So to heat 10 grams water by 100K needs about 4000J my kettle is 2200W according to the email I got when I bought it, so an extra 10 milliliters should take about 2S longer to boil. Also, I normally boil about 500 milliliters of water, so we'd expect 10 milliliters extra to make about a 2% difference. I don't have a strong intuition for how long my kettle normally takes to boil. 1 to 3 minutes? The above calculation suggests it should be around 100S. The second way the limescale could matter is if it's a good thermal insulator. Then the metal heating element gets significantly above 100 degrees Celsius before the water boils. And from my googling, it seems like this is the reason people give that descaling a kettle is helpful. How much effect would this have? This page says the thermal conductivity is 2.2 Wm middle.k I don't remember studying this in school, and I don't find that Wikipedia page very clear. But I think maybe this means, the rate of energy transfer, W, from the heating element is 2.2 Wm middle.k, multiplied by the surface area of the heating element, square meter, divided by the thickness of the limescale, m, multiplied by the temperature difference, k, between the heating element and the water. The units check out at least. This implies, if there's no limescale, that the power transfer should be infinite, regardless of the size of the heating element. That's clearly not how things work. Still, it seems fine to have as a model. It just means that the water and heating element will stay the same temperature. But doing some field research, i.e. looking at my kettle, makes me think it's a bad model in this case. Here's what it looks like. This kettle was last descaled around August 2020. I know because I bought vinegar for it, and thanks to online shopping the receipt is in my email. It seems that I have some limescale over some of the heating element, bits of the metal plate at the bottom, and the tube around where it passes through the plate, and zero limescale over some of it. The no limescale gives WK model is going to give WK no matter how small the no limescale area is. So scratch that model. I don't feel like trying to model the rate of power transfer from an unlimescaled heating element to water. I don't know what material it's made of, some kind of steel I suppose, and I don't know what property of that material to look up. Plus it probably depends on how fast water convects. Here's another way to think about it. Assume that the amount of metal the manufacturer used is roughly as small as possible without compromising too much on boiling speed. When we turn the kettle on, we start putting 2200W into the heating element, and the heating element starts putting some of that into the water. When the heating element is sufficiently hot, it can pour 2200W into the water, and we're at 100% efficiency. Except that as it heats up the water, it needs to get hotter itself to maintain that 2200W rate. 
so we'll never actually be putting 2200W into the water. But I'm gonna guess that we can ignore this effect for current purposes. Also, if the heating element has enough thermal mass, we might boil the kettle before it gets hot enough to pour 2200W into the water. I'm gonna guess this isn't the case. Energy used to heat the heating element is essentially wasted. I don't know if other kettle designs could do away with one entirely, but as long as we have a heating element there's going to be some wastage. We can minimize the wastage by having the heating element be low volume, so not much energy needed to heat it, but high surface area, so high rate of energy transfer to the water. If the rate of energy transfer is 1 WK, then we reach 100% efficiency when the heating element is 2200K hotter than the water. But long before you reach that point you're going to melt the plastic of the kettle, which would be bad. The highest melting temperature of any plastic listed on this page is 390 degrees Celsius. If it's 10 WK, then we reach 100% efficiency at 220K hotter than the water. Some plastics can survive 320 degrees Celsius, but I'd, it still seems bad. But at 100 WK, we only need to get 22K hotter than the water. That seems like it should be fine? Let's assume that under optimal conditions, the heating element reaches XK hotter than the water. That suggests the rate of energy transfer is 2200 XWK. Now suppose that some fraction F of the heating element is covered in limescale, and that the rate of energy transfer through the limescale is essentially 0WK then the heating element will instead reach XFK hotter than the water. The energy needed to heat it that extra X1F FK, is extra energy wasted. Dot, but I actually expect the energy needed to heat the heating element to be pretty low? According to this page the specific heat capacity of steels tends to be about 0.5 JK middle.g. If the heating element is 100 grams of steel, and we heat it an extra 50K, we waste an extra 2500 J which costs us a bit over a second. So I'm not super confident in this, but, I don't have a model which suggests descaling a kettle, similar to mine, will have particularly noticeable effects. If it gets sufficiently scaled it'll self-destruct, but I expect this to be very rare. I don't have a model for how much scaling it takes to reach that point, it's just that I don't remember ever hearing a friend, family member or Reddit commenter say they destroyed their kettle by not descaling. The setup. It's almost time for some empiricism. I'm going to see how quickly my kettle boils currently, average of 3 observations, then I'm going to descale it, and then I'm going to see how quickly it boils after that. My immediate temptation is to boil a large amount of water, so that the effect is most noticeable. A 10% difference is easier to notice if it's going from 500s to 550s, than from 100s to 110s. But my models, such as they are, predict that scale decreases initial efficiency but not eventual efficiency, it would be a fixed cost, not a percent cost. And a 10s difference is easier to notice if it's going from 100s to 110s, than from 500s to 510s. I don't trust my models, so I'm going to try both small and large amounts. For small amounts, I'm going to fill the kettle to the 2 cup line. I'm in the UK so that ought to be 568 milliliters, but most of my mugs are only 500 milliliters and it's not quite enough to fill one of them. Checking in a measuring jug, it's somewhere between 450 and 500 milliliters, so likely a US pint, 473 milliliters. There's some noise here because the kettle has a wide diameter, so we only get small differences in the water level for the volume poured in. My rough guess without measuring is a 5 milliliters difference between runs is plausible. For large amounts, I'm just going to empty my entire 1.5 liters bottle of fridge water into the kettle. There's some noise here because the bottle doesn't have markings at all and I don't bother to fill it right to the brim, but I do try to get it to roughly the same place. A 5 milliliters difference between runs seems plausible here too. I'll use water from the fridge, to mostly control for initial temperature, 
my guess is it'll start around 3 degrees Celsius. I'm not going to bother trying to control for room temperature or for where in the fridge I keep the water or what phase of the cooling cycle the fridge is in at the time. I'm going to assume that the kettle cuts off when all the water is at 100 degrees Celsius I'll only measure the first boil of the day, and that way the kettle has definitely had time to cool down overnight. In hindsight, I didn't control for whether the kettle had had water sitting in it overnight, that could plausibly make the heating element a few degrees below room temperature. There's one more calculation to do first, and that's to figure out how quickly it would boil assuming no energy wasted. Then I can make some predictions, do the pre-descaling boils, possibly adjust my predictions, descale, do the post-descaling boils, and compare. But I'm writing this post out of order, and I've already got the numbers for pre-descaling, without having calculated the maximum efficiency and made predictions based on that. I could make predictions knowing the numbers but not having calculated max efficiency, that seems mostly fine, except that rereading through this I saw that I did do a rough calculation above. The prediction. Still, for what it's worth, my current guess is indeed that the effect will be pretty similar in absolute time for both small and large boils, and less than a tens difference in both cases. So, is that worth it? In terms of money, obviously not. I don't remember how much I pay for electricity, but it's less than pound 0.50 slash k. WH. Multiplied by 2.2 kilowatts for 10s gives about 0.003 pounds, I'll save less than 3 pounds per year. Definitely not worth paying attention to that kind of money, which is what I expected. It's even less when you consider the cost of the water and electricity and vinegar I use to descale. As for the time 10 seconds isn't much, but the time cost of boiling a kettle isn't how long it takes to boil. It's how long it takes to fill and turn on, plus how long I wait for it after I'm ready for boiling water. That depends a lot on what I'm making. When I boil it for food, it usually finishes before I'm ready for it, but when I boil it for tea I usually have to wait. Knocking 10 seconds off the waiting could make it more pleasant to use, even if the actual time saving is minimal. I don't think I particularly expect to notice a difference, especially because tens is the upper range of my prediction, but I won't be shocked if I do. I'm not going to give a numeric probability because I don't want my subjective judgment to be influenced by how it affects my predictive score. We don't get to count time spent writing this post against descaling. I'm not writing it to save myself time, I'm writing it to practice my CN skills and have fun doing so. Okay, actual calculations, we're making a 97k difference in water temperature. The specific heat capacity is 4.184 jk middle.g, and the density is 1 gml. The power transfer at 100% efficiency is 2200 west so for x mil of water, we need a minimum of x middle.97 middle.4.184 2200 s to boil. For 473 milliliters that's 87.3 s, and for 1500 milliliters that's 276.7 s. If you want to make some predictions before you see the actual times, here's some space for you to do so. The results. The actual pre-descaling times, for small I measured 103, 105 and 107 s, average 105. That's 17.7 s or 20% higher than theoretical minimum. For large I measured 296, 290 and 300 s, average 295.3. That's 18.7 s or 7% higher than minimum. I think this is looking pretty good for the initial efficacy, not eventual efficiency models. I still expect descaling to make less than a 10s difference in both. If you want to change your predictions, here's some space for that. I had to descale twice, the first time I don't think I put in enough vinegar relative to water. Here's what it looked like after the second attempt. Now I measured 103, 104 and 104s for small, average 103.7, 1.3s faster than before. And 298, 296, 
293s for large, average 295.7, 0.3s slower than before. I assume these results aren't statistically significant, and I'm sure they're not practically significant. Descaling my kettle basically just doesn't speed it up unless it's much more scaly than it was this time. You know your kettle better than I do, but my guess is it won't speed up yours either. Don't be fooled by big vinegar. I should have given a numeric probability for no detectable difference. The probability I was reluctant to give was for I notice a difference when I'm not measuring. Thinking back, I think that just before descaling I would have given this something like 30-50% to 50% probability? The caveats. There may be other reasons to descale your kettle. Some friends mentioned flavor, I don't remember hearing that as a reason before, and I didn't notice a difference, but I'm the opposite of a supertaster. One mentioned getting scum on top of tea when a kettle is too scaly, I haven't noticed that either, but I'm probably also the opposite of a super scum noticer. Also, my partner pointed out that post-descaling, the two-cup mark holds slightly more water than it used to. I think this is less than the uncertainty in my measurements anyway, and in practice I use those markings to decide how much to fill my kettle so maybe it's correct not to control for this effect. Still, I'm a little embarrassed I didn't think of it in advance. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.